Okay, now every week my guest on Soundbite joins me to share their food memories. And this week, let me welcome Hartley Mignon. Hartley loves eating a variety of cuisines and enjoyed traveling until COVID came along. And she was born in Italy to parents who are from Romania and Belgium. And she was brought up with three styles of cooking. Although cooking is not her scene, she is happy to eat anytime and she's ready to share her soundbite with us today. Good afternoon to you, Hartley. Hello. Good afternoon, Sylvia. Such a pleasure to be with you today. I'm so excited. <laughs> Love food. Almost as much as stocks. And right now, much better than stocks, actually. Yeah. Well, well, it's nice to know that you love food more than stocks and shares and all sorts. So, that, so that's good. Now, um, Hartley, uh, quite a varied background in terms of, you know, how you start. Tell me a little bit about yourself before we go on to your food bite. Your food well, sound yes, bite. <laughs> Yes, I, I arrived in Hong Kong 15 years ago and it feels like yesterday, but I was originally born in Italy, like you mentioned, in Milan, and uh, my father was from Belgium, my mother is from Romania, She's a very, she was a very famous athlete in Romania, and uh, you know, one of my memories is that she didn't really know how to cook, you know, she was just running. Oh <laughs> my life. goodness, right. And then, and then she she defected, left, left Romania, and learned how to cook. And then she had us and became a, a fabulous, absolutely incredible chef. Oh, and unfortunately, I didn't pick up any of her skills. So you just enjoyed so what she served you cook. then. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I'm such a, like many people in Hong Kong, I love food. I love discovering new things. Um, I love Japanese food, Italian food, of course, because that's what I, the first cuisine I was born into. And then came the French cuisine from my father's side and uh, the Romanian cuisine, so which is more um, Middle Eastern, like Greece and, and, and a mix of Slavic influences with Russia, etc. Yeah. Go on, it's quite a mix, so, mixed bag of flavors there and, and types of food, really. So, you know, as a child, you know, what was your what was your staple then as a child? What were you mainly what was the main thing that you really, really enjoyed eating? Um, I think, you, you know, pasta was definitely on the menu a lot, in particular when I was living in Italy. Um, and also I did some of my studies, international law in Ferrara. And there I learned about pumpkin ravioli. Uh, and I thought, wow, pumpkin ravioli, I would not have thought of that because it is a little bit of a sweet texture um, to the, the, the sweetness of the pumpkin with the saltiness of the pasta makes it so fabulous. You're, you, you know, you're getting me salivating pasta. here. <laughs> I am. I can feel it. I can just feel it. <laughs> And the great thing is that, you know, this used to be a delicacy of that region. Um, and now you can find them in supermarkets. So you can find pumpkin ravioli at Great or City Super. And you it's very, very simple. Uh, you boil them and then add some butter and uh, cook it with a little bit of sage, fresh yeah. sage. Sage is And amazing. that's just... Mm divine divine and with a little bit of parmesan you get such a sweet and salty kind of mixture it just melts in your mouth and i love that dish but so, i love many dishes and of course i can you know, tell there are many more and i would say you know being belgian of course you cannot 
not mention French fries, <laughs> which everybody calls French fries, but mm-hmm. let's face it, they are Belgian fries. Everybody should know that. With oysters, right? <laughs> With mussels. With mussels. Mussels, right. Yeah. So mussels, um, oyster not so much, but we have also the little crevettes, the prawns, the little gray prawns that are absolutely divine um, that we have at the North Sea with kind of a mix of ketchup and mayonnaise. We love mayonnaise in Belgium, of course, and we always have to have mayonnaise with French fries. <laughs> so so the mussels with the French fries are almost like, because, you know, at, at the end of the day, mussels come in in this massive dish and, and it looks like it's just piled up with these mussels, but very little comes out of them. So you really need to sort of top up with those those French fries, right? <laughs> totally agree. Totally agree with you. Yes, it's like a big casserole. It looks like a lot, and then at the end of the day, it's kind of you know a lot of hard work. But you know, you get really fulfilled at the end of it by having opened the muscles. Yes. You know, I can just hear and your you enthusiasm. You can have, have them with curry. You can have them with cream, with sauce provencale, which is kind of like a tomato-based um, sauce. So many different styles, like pastis with pastis. <laughs> Do you know, I, I don't think I can actually get you to talk about one particular item as such. So, so your soundbite is very much about a variety of dishes, a variety of things that you just, you know, you're making me salivate too. Now, if people want to have a look at some of these dishes that um, Hartley's been talking about, you can go to my Facebook page, Sadi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK. And there are a few pictures there of this lovely pink, uh, you know, this um, pumpkin uh, ravioli and um, some of the other things. You've also got a picture there of quail. Is it quails? <gasps> that is my favorite dish. Okay. Okay, that so is tell me about this dish. dish. So <laughs> quails is something that my mother cooks for me on my birthdays. On very important occasion, I would always have quails. And actually, recently, a friend of mine from Belgium and Indonesia, uh, she's a mix, invited me at her place to have quails here in Hong Kong. And that was the first time I had quails in three years. <laughs> it was just magic. And were they and good? Were they good? Oh, they, they were so delicious. Mm-hmm. They were so delicious. And you add raisins, um, and it's just incredible. Um, usually two per person, I would say, because they're a bit smaller. It's like a big piece of uh, chicken. Um, a bit stronger a bit in taste, right? Because it comes yeah, on, you know, right. it, it, is a, it, it has a stronger flavor. And it's probably the meat is slightly tougher, right? Is it or is it kind of quite tender? Depending uh, it's quite on how it's tender. cooked, it's it's quite tender. Yeah, if you, if you cook it well, I mean, it's basically cooked in the oven. It's not that complex to do, um, but uh, it's actually quite tender mm-hmm. usually. But again, like what you mentioned about the mussels having a big casserole, <laughs> or uh, you know, like uh, ingredients like artichoke that take a lot of time to to eat, uh, quails is a little bit the same because you have like little legs and little, um, you know, chicken wings or the wings of the the quail. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time to eat it all. So it's good to eat with your fingers. Well, I think that's the relaxing part of it. I think, you know, this is why in many places in Europe and why they do these meals, these lunches, which are leisurely lunches for two hours where you can take your time and have your lunch. Then you go for a siesta afterwards. And and obviously, if you're having your quails and you're having your muscles and these things are time consuming, it is about 
uh, do you not think it is about just savouring those tastes and making them last a little bit before, you know, instead of just hogging it all down and, and getting out of there quickly, it's about enjoying those tastes, right? Yeah, I do think that uh, in in Europe, uh, but now in other places in the world as well, uh, we tend to prolong the pleasure um, by taking our time and really enjoying and savoring each uh, spoonful, mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was an opportunity to really um, connect with each other as well. And um, so, yeah, it is it is quite wonderful to not have to rush uh, you know, for, mm. for for the next thing. So there is an element of length to it, I would say. And uh, so coupled with a lot of wine, of course, even at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So tell me now, like uh, in Hong Kong, obviously you're not you're not keen, you're not too keen on cooking. But what does your what does your sort of table normally consist of in terms of? the the meal that is most commonly on there i suppose that you're now i suppose you're now building memories for your own children for your own daughter to you know to have these memories what will she remember um i think it's very close to what i used to have as a child so it contains the pasta the spaghetti pomodoro um you know and also dishes like chicken roast chicken for me is a staple i probably have that um every week Mm um i i just love the roast potatoes, the, you know, kind of uh, onions cooked in the oven mm, and the carrots. Caramelized. I love colors. Mm. I love salads. Um, I love spices, um, not pepper. I'm a very much an anti-pepper person. Okay. So are you <laughs> not no, uh, a lot of just black pepper or just chilies and things like that? What is it that you... No, I love chilies. Okay. I, I love chilies, but I'm not too fan of pepper. I say that. And, you know, one of my favorite dishes in Hong Kong is the chili crab, which mm-hmm. can be also the pepper crab. Oh, I, I <laughs> die for that. It's a fabulous place called Under the Bridge. I love that place. Okay. If we yeah. were going to, I can see that I, I, I can identify with you completely in your enthusiasm for food. Um, if you were going to kind of run through like your top your top ones. You've already mentioned, obviously, the ravioli and obviously the quail and things like that. In Hong Kong cuisine, what would you go for? What's the top on your list? If you had a choice, if I said, let's go out for lunch now, what would you want? You can choose anything you like. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, I guess dim sum. I mean, you know, here in Hong Kong, having dim sum is a must. Uh, picking duck is one of my favorite as well. Um, I love Chinese cuisine, but um, I would say it comes second to the Japanese cuisine, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a fanatic of fish, so I would uh, I would love to have uh, sushi or, or anything Japanese. Usually, I find quite amazing. Mm. Uh, in terms of healthy cuisine, I would say Japanese and Italian are, are come as my top two, mm-hmm. um, and, and Chinese is more like feasting and yeah. then and taking your time and. You mentioned um, just before we went on air, actually, that you might be, you know, now as things are perhaps relaxing a little bit in terms of travel, that you might be going uh, to Europe. So when you go, what's the first place or what's the first thing you want to eat when you get to Europe? Oh, quails. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it'll be the quails again. I mean, you do see the quails it here. Will be you, the quails. you do yes, see, and definitely. the dish looks but, lovely. You know, I'm planning to go first to London and then to Belgium. So I will have some Belgium dishes and in particular Belgium beers. We have more than, I think, between 1,000 and 2,000 different types of beers in Belgium. Okay. And so that's something that most people probably don't know. It's just like trove of selection. Okay, another thing that I want to ask, because this is something that quite a few people feel that in their childhood, we all had certain things that we didn't like to eat. You know, there was, oh no, I don't, I don't want to eat that. But then we've kind of acquired the taste for them as time has gone on. Was there anything like that in your childhood, like that your mother gave you that you thought, mm, no, I'm not keen on that? Or are you just generally enthusiastic about food? <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no, no. Actually, you're quite right. There, there were um, things that I, I couldn't stand. And, and the, the first one was oysters. Mm-hmm. Um, oysters, uh, I was like, wow, why would anybody eat that? Ugh, you okay. know, um, slimy. And and now I absolutely <laughs> Door oysters, so go figure. I mean, really, how did that happen and what happened? I would be unable to tell you. Mm. Um, and do you see it in your, own, think, in your in your daughter, for instance? Do you see that she there are certain things that she dislikes, um, and you have no reason why she dislikes those things? Yeah, for example, she dislikes eggplant. And I love eggplant. Like, I would have eggplant every single day if I could. Um, But she wouldn't touch it. So, you know, why she doesn't like it? I have no clue. Just sometimes bad experiences, Um, I think. Something, maybe you have a dish and it's something new that you're trying perhaps at young age and then suddenly that dish wasn't made the way it should have been made or something and then it puts you off completely and then that stays with you. And you don't want to try it again. Well, I had that with Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts was not something I liked, even though I'm from Belgium. Um, no, <laughs> could not eat that at all. You know, it was just like, wow, you know, okay. no way. Well, I'm not touching that. Hartley, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. And honestly, I can hear the great enthusiasm and I can hear all of that. And uh, obviously, you are a foodie, without a doubt, you are. <laughs> so can I ask you what is uh, what's on the menu today for you? What are you going to eat today? Um, I don't know, actually. I haven't thought about it yet. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> is that something? I mean, I do, I do recall that, like, I'm a foodie and one of the things that is constantly on my mind is what I'm going to eat next and I plan I plan my meals like if I wake up in the morning I kind of think okay what shall I cook today or what shall I get today I need to solve the problem about food and think okay I'm going to do this and once I know what I'm going to do I have a sense of satisfaction and I think okay that's fine <laughs> I I know where I'm going with that I know what I'm going to get so is that something that you, you think of or you just leave it for the spur of the moment? That's because maybe you're not cooking, right? You're going to go and get it or you're going I'm to order it. I'm not cooking, but I need to kind of uh, find out what... So uh, same as you, you know, like I do spend some time thinking, what am I going to have today? What do I fancy? And it's also, you know, finding out what my daughter would want to eat and, and kind of having some kind of consensus mm-hmm. uh, with her. So it, it, it varies. It can be very different type of cuisines, and we try to change every day. But I've had your cuisine, and that's pretty phenomenal. So. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm up for that again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, that's good. Don't worry. Well, at the moment, let's just hope. Let's just hope that things like you know, it was nice to be able to do gatherings and to get people together for lunch and dinner and things like that. And I hope that now you know things are going to improve and you know some of these restrictions will be lifted. But certainly, you know. It'd be good if you know some sort of a. You should think about doing maybe a little bit of a food blog as to where to go because I think in Hong Kong it's always a situation where there are so many places that you can go, but it's actually quite hard to know where to go that somebody's recommended because you know yeah reviews you can look at reviews, but it's nice to have somebody who really does appreciate food to be able to give you a, a good thumbs up and say yes that's the place to go. Yeah, that's really great that you say that because usually what I do in order to find out new places is I ask my friends who are Italian, for example, for new Italian places, new private kitchens, and the same for Japanese or you know for um, new Chinese places, and and try to find out you know what, what's the newest place there is, mm -hmm. what's come up that's really good. Now it's of course a little bit more difficult. Uh, but I hope so soon, yes. Uh, I think, you know, I would like to see the industry, the F&B industry, uh, thrive uh, again. And, and really, I'm looking forward to going back fully to the restaurant. Absolutely. And so, my Hartley, thank you very much for being my guest today. And I hope in the future I can talk to you again soon. Anyway, you take care <laughs> and so uh, enjoy much. your meal tonight then. And this is a special track for you. And it's Paolo Conte. All right. Via, via. Vieni via di qui. Niente più ti lega a questi luoghi, neanche questi fiori azzurri. Via, via, neanche questo tempo grigio, pieno di musica e di uomini che ti sono piaciuti.